Drug View presents the Autoimmune Podcast with the Y-O-U. Because we're putting the U in autoimmune. Join us as we discuss today's autoimmune challenges with our guest warriors, researchers, and others who share similar journeys. Find answers and gain new insights to some of the toughest questions in the autoimmune space. Now, here's your hosts, Elise McKenzie and Melanie Igwe. Okay, so today we are joined by Daniela Spear. Daniela is the CEO and founder of Remade Wellness, and she's an autoimmune movement coach. She's a certified personal trainer and strength and conditioning coach. She is passionate about helping those living with autoimmune disease use movement and exercise to reduce autoimmune flare-ups. Train Your Body, Train Your Immune System is her anthem for living well with autoimmune disease. Daniela, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, We're super excited to hear more about your experience with Remade Wellness and your own journey as a lupus patient. So Mel, our co-host, is going to start us off with a question. Daniela, it's so great to meet you and for you to be here. So I want to know, before we get into the details of Remade Wellness, Let's hear about your experience with lupus. Tell us about your journey with lupus, pre-diagnosis, diagnosis, post-diagnosis, and what were your symptoms and what did that diagnostic timeline look like for you? Yeah, thank you for asking. My lupus journey started in when I was in high school. I was about 15 at the time. And I think much like most lupus patients, it was across the span of multiple months before I got an accurate diagnosis. Um, I actually was diagnosed first with alopecia. I, my hair was falling out. Um, so I was experiencing like these different symptoms that were all being diagnosed individually at, at different doctors. You know, my hair was falling out first and I developed digestive issues and then I developed insomnia followed by skin rashes and then came the joint pain. Um, and all of that was across the span of about 18 or so months until I finally got to the point when I was at school one day and I, I could hardly move my hands. They were so swollen. They hurt so much. And I I just looked at my teacher. I said, can I go with the nurse? Like, I can't even pick up my pencil. And she's like, yeah. And so I, I went home that day and I told my mom, I said, mom, like something is really wrong. Like someone needs to believe me. I think all of these things are, are something else. Right. And we went back to my family doctor and I explained to him, like, you know, if we've, this has been a long journey. It's been over, you know, over a year now with all these different symptoms. And he said, you know, have you ever heard of lupus? And I, honestly, I'd heard about it like one time on America's Next Top Model, like way back in the day. And there was a, a model on there that had lupus and that's the only, only place where I'd heard about it. And, you know, he kind of explained to me, to us, my mom and I, what lupus was. And he referred to us to a rheumatologist where I got some more blood work done and was uh, finally diagnosed with lupus in 2008. So that was about 13 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. I think definitely a lot of the people who we speak to can relate that the diagnostic process is not always quick. There's a lot that goes into a diagnosis, especially when it comes to advocating for yourself. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did, you know, within your family and at school. So I'm wondering now, like, can you talk about 
your interest in fitness? Did that come along before you were diagnosed or did that happen after you were diagnosed with lupus? <laughs> Great question. Both. Um, I actually was very active as a kid growing up. I really loved playing sports. I did gymnastics growing up. I played basketball in elementary school and high school, played soccer. And so I was always very active. And when I was first diagnosed with lupus, a lot of that got you know put on pause. And just for a bit while I was going through chemotherapy, um, but once I was through those initial six months of chemotherapy, then I started, I went back to gymnastics and, and soccer and um, finished out my like high school, you know, athletics career there. And then when I got to college, I was no longer playing sports. It was just at, at the college level, like the club commitment was a little bit much more than I had wanted at the time. And so I started going to the gym and I started working out and I realized that for me, exercise was a way to manage my lupus symptoms. And I was like, oh, you know, like I'm kind of feeling better. I'm not getting as many flare ups. But what's interesting, and honestly, I'm, I always feel so embarrassed to share this story because I am a fitness professional. I have my degree in exercise science. And so it's funny for me to share that I, the way I approached exercise initially was completely the wrong way. And I think it was just more of like, I was young in college and like any college student, I felt very invincible. And so I was just sort of doing what all my gym friends were doing, right? I was friends with all the like power lifters and they're just lifting very heavy, very high intensity workouts. And for me, it became a way to prove to lupus that it didn't control me, right? And so I kind of developed this very unhealthy relationship with exercise at the time. And it was like, you know, this is good for me. And I kind of went to the extreme with it. And like with anything, like extremes aren't necessarily great. They're not good all the time. And so for me, exercise became that kind of a, a way to say, um, I'm going to prove myself, right? And so over the next couple of years, I got very into weightlifting and I tried CrossFit. And until I was injured um, a couple of years ago, I did not ever slow down. And in fact, it kind of had the reverse effect. I even experienced exercise intolerance during uh, multiple periods and I completely ignored my body. I just try to push through it, right? Um, like most autoimmune patients do, we like experience um, any setbacks and we feel like we just need to push through. And so it wasn't until I got injured a couple of years ago that I really was forced to slow down and look at my approach to fitness and exercise and movement very, very differently. And I realized like, oh, I don't need to kill myself in the gym to reap the benefits of exercise. And so that is when I started developing this method of autoimmune movement, which is now what I work on with my clients. It's a much more slower, intentional, progressive approach to strength training that is much more beneficial for those living with autoimmune disease. Because when you approach exercise with just a 100% all the time mentality, um, your immune system responds to that. Um, that. That approach really increases like the inflammatory response of exercise. And if your body does not know how to recover well, if you don't give it time to recover well, if you don't teach it how to recover well, you're going to experience a lot more exercise-induced flare-ups. And so the method that I teach is, like I said, a bit more progressive, a lot more intentional with very intentional periods of rest and recovery 
Um, something I work on myself a lot and with my clients is recovery and teaching the body how to recover so that exercise actually becomes a tool to teach your immune system how to better respond to stress and not be freaked out by it. Yeah. So Daniela, walk us through like a sample session. How does that, how does that work for your clients? Yeah. So when I work with my clients, I, I use what I call the remade method and uh, initially, when I work with clients, I, um, we dive into a 12-week program uh, that is a combination of strength training and health coaching. Um, I really think that you know pairing the two together um, is really beneficial for my clients, um, and it just is a way to support my clients along their fitness journey. And so what I typically prescribe for my clients is a warm-up that consists of soft tissue work, mobility, and stability. And that's very different from what you typically see in like boutique fitness gyms where you kind of just, you know, you start, you either start like running on a treadmill or um, you just kind of dive into your exercises and really try to ramp it up as, you know, as fast as you can. Um, so by taking a much slower approach, just even in the warm up, you're priming your body, you're priming your mind and saying like, Hey, we're we're getting ready to to do this activity. Let's get the that nervous system firing correctly. Let's make sure all the muscles we're going to use are warmed up and activated properly, um, so that when you go into your strength training section or kind of the, the main part of your workout, your body's not like, "What are we doing?" Right, and it's more like a, a pre-prepare kind of thing, right? Um, and then we get into, so after we do our warm-up, we get into strength training. And I really like to pair kind of opposites. And so I will usually pair kind of lower body pushing like squats and lunges with upper body pulling. So things like rows or any kind of vertical pull downs and things like that. Or on the opposite, any kind of lower body pull, like a hip hinge, so things like deadlifts, kettlebell swings, Romanian deadlifts, things like that. And we'll pair that with upper body pushing. So any kind of overhead pressing or push-ups or chest presses and things like that. And then we'll, what I'll do is also combine mobility into that strength training session because mobility is something that is often very kind of forgotten or at least like pushed to the side. Like we, we do our workout and we're like, I'll just stretch later and later never comes. And so what I do is incorporate that into my client's workout because what that does is one, allows time for rest and recovery within the session, but two, enhances the client's mobility and movement efficiency so that they are less likely to get hurt and they develop better movement patterns, not just for the gym, not just for the workout, but for everyday life. Um, I always tell my clients that like, the reason we work out is so that we can do life better, right? <laughs> and then at the end of uh, a training session, um, we'll finish up with some recovery, some regeneration, either with some deep breathing or some extra stretches at the end just to help the body say, okay, like I just went through this like stressful moment of exercise. So I consider exercise a very constructive stress, um, a constructive stressor. So it's beneficial for you. And so the reason recovery or regeneration at the end of your workout is so important is because you just applied the stressor to your body. And now you're telling your body, your nervous system, like, okay, now we're coming down from this. We did, we did a great job. We did well. We can recover. We can relax. The stress is over. And so again, 
your exercise session really becomes this training tool for your immune system to learn how to handle stress. So that outside of a workout, when you experience stress, either from, you know, autoimmune disease or relationships or work, whatever is those, those stressful moments in your life, your body recognizes that. And it's like, Oh, hey, we've been here before. Like we don't have to freak out. We can do this. We got this. And so it, that's why I really think I really value strength training. I think it's a very great tool in helping um, my clients reduce their flare ups because it, it really translates to outside of the, of the gym, outside of the workout into everyday life. I love that. I think that approach is so needed, especially in the past few years when I think fitness and boutique fitness has really exploded in the mainstream world. I think what's been forgotten for a lot of these places are people with different mobilities, people with different abilities when it comes to working out. So I wonder if you can go into a little more detail about that very first session when you meet someone, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating some people thinking like, oh, you know, I haven't worked out in, in many years. I don't know if this is for me. What would you say to that person? How would you get to know their unique needs when it comes to fitness? Yeah, that is a really great question. And and I love addressing that because I do encounter a lot of individuals that are like either on either end of the spectrum. They have either never worked out or haven't worked out in a really long time, or you sometimes encounter the individual that works out too much and is exhausted and doesn't know how to exercise in a way that is supportive of their autoimmune disease. And so with the first session, when I first start working with a client, I will take them through an initial assessment where uh, we'll discuss their exercise history, what are the kind of their experiences, what are their perceptions around exercise, and what are their expectations? Like what, you know, are they hoping to get out of this training program? And then I will take them through a movement assessment and I will simply just assess like how do they move um, in regards to the, the basic patterns of human movement, like how do they squat? How do they, you know, move from sitting to standing? How do they hinge at their hips? Um, how do they reach overhead? How do they pull something closer to them? So like all these movements that we do in everyday life, I will take them through an assessment and see, you know, where might we identify some muscular imbalances or some limitations or maybe even pain, right? And we identify those things and that way I can program for them um, something that's very, very specific to their needs. Uh, so some of my clients um, will have very good movement patterns and they are ready for uh, a more progressive strength training approach. Some of my clients are still working on getting up and down off the ground efficiently, right? And so that way I can see them move and kind of tailor that program to them. Um, so for someone that maybe comes to me and says, you know, it's been a long time. I'm really scared about this. I'm nervous that it's going to cause pain. You know, what if I don't do it right? I usually like to, you know, talk to them and figure out where's that fear coming from? Because more than likely, the fear is not about exercise itself, but the fear is coming from some other experience that they've, they've had in their life. You know, maybe it was Recently, maybe it was a diagnosis to their trauma, uh, diagnosis of their autoimmune disease and the trauma that comes with that, right? Uh, maybe they feel like, you know, I must have done something wrong. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I clearly can't trust myself to do something. And so that fear is rooted in a lack of trust. And so that is then showing up in their approach to exercise where 
where they feel like maybe I won't be able to do this. Maybe this is going to be painful. Maybe this isn't a good idea. Right. And so I talked to, I really like to kind of figure out where is that fear coming from? And then you have the clients that are on the other end of the spectrum that exercise too much and often believe that if I don't go hundred percent, then there's no point in going at all. Right. And so they, those are kind of your, your overachievers, your go-getters who um, have this mentality of striving and overdoing and saying yes to everything. And, you know, that is why their immune system might often respond with hyperactivity, right? That's why stress triggers autoimmune flare-ups for them because their body doesn't understand how to work at different capacities, different workloads. So I like to coach my clients and talk to them, like no matter where they are kind of on, on either end of the, that exercise spectrum is like, let's figure out what is really going on. Um, because more often than not, like the reason for not doing exercise or doing exercise too much is rooted in some other life experience. And so when we can pinpoint and identify that and kind of help my clients like change their thought around exercise, like either like exercise doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be painful or exercise doesn't have to be a hundred percent all the time. Um, that usually eases a lot of my clients' minds in saying like, okay, I can take a very uh, custom approach to exercise and it's going to be beneficial for me. Yeah. I really love how you compare like the stressors of exercise to like body stressors when someone's undergoing a flare. I think that teaching the body how to respond under stress in a situation that's like safe, which could be like, you know, exercising with you is a really interesting way to teach it how to deal with stress when flare-ups occur. So I really love that. So how can people that are living with autoimmune disease uh, access your services? Thank you for asking that. So you can go to my website, remadewellness.com. And on there, you'll be able to find a tab that's called Work With Me. And that'll take you to the Remade Method program, uh, which I mentioned earlier, is a a three-month program to help autoimmune patients reduce flare-ups through exercises, through movement. And so I pair a 12-week strength training program uh, with six coaching sessions. And you, what's great about it is that it's delivered all virtually, remotely. And so my clients will have their programs delivered to them through an app. And so their program is right on their phone. Um, they can see the videos, the demos of the movements, um, the sets and reps. And so I love that because it allows for so much flexibility because with autoimmune disease, there's so much unpredictability as far as like, you know, how you're going to feel uh, from day to day, right? And so the last thing that you want to do is wake up on a day that you have a, a training session scheduled with a personal trainer and you either, you need to cancel it or reschedule it. And so with remote coaching, you have the flexibility to do it in your own time around your schedule, around your energy levels. And we also pair that with those six coaching sessions in which we discuss things like your mindset around um, exercise, your autoimmune disease and nutrition. Um, we'll, we'll dive into anti-inflammatory protocols and you know, what foods are supportive of your body. Uh, we'll talk about things like proper hydration. Oftentimes, my clients will think that they're, or they'll wake up feeling like they have a flare-up, but really they're experiencing dehydration. So that's also an important topic to discuss as well. And then 
sleep. Sleep is a big topic of conversation in the autoimmune community as well, because we know that, you know, if we can fix sleep, we, we typically fix a lot of other things in regards to stress and pain levels and anxiety. So we discuss all those things in those coaching sessions as well. Um, and then, of course, my clients have access to me. And in between those coaching calls, they can talk to me through the app. They can send me videos for kind of feedback on their movement sessions. So it really kind of creates this like environment of accountability and helps my clients like, feel like they're supported when they're trying new things or when, you know, if they are having a tough day, they can reach out to me and have that support system there. Other ways to access my services, I offer a free autoimmune movement class once a month. It's usually the first or second Saturday of the month. So if you, again, on my website, remadewellness.com, there's a tab that says like book a class and you can sign up for the upcoming movement class. So that class is usually like the first or second Saturday of the month. And it's um, usually at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And about 30 minutes in length. Um, and it's all body weight, so no equipment necessary. All fitness levels are welcome um, to attend. And I also encourage people to invite their their caregivers, their supporters, family and friends to, to join in as well. And then lastly, I'm also on Instagram at Daniela.beer. Um, I post a lot of content on there, a lot of movement videos and some resources as well. So yeah, find me on Instagram. There's a uh, videos on there and, and as well as YouTube. I'm on YouTube at Daniela, Daniela Spear on YouTube. Awesome. We'll definitely link all of those resources below in the information description part of the podcast. Your approach that, you know, incorporates flexibility for both like your members, whether it comes to like if they're in a health crisis or if they are just having a day where they don't feel well, and also, you know, just so that they can select like, the best time of day that works for them. Or, you know, I think that that's something really special that for a long time has been kind of neglected in the fitness community. And I think a lot of people really appreciate that. So one of our last questions, we just wanted to know, what are your dreams for the future of Remade Wellness? Oh, that's, um, that's a fun question. Um, I think one of the, the fun things about being an entrepreneur and a business owner is that you kind of have like, the world of possibilities open to you. You know, I really enjoy working remotely with my clients um, because that also allows me flexibility as an autoimmune patient myself. Um, it allows me flexibility uh, to run my business and, and coach and teach other people about how movement is so beneficial. Um, but I think one day I would love to open a wellness center that is very focused for autoimmune patients and autoimmune wellness. Um, that incorporates, you know, all the things that I, I love and appreciate about autoimmune wellness, the movement, nutrition, um, you know, behavioral counseling and, and all of like, and have a spa in there as well. Um, that's something that has been on my heart for a long time and something that I'd love to do in, in the next couple of years. And after that, you know, I, I think like I love fitness. But there, I also have so many other interests. I'm a very dynamic person. I would love to I'm just like have this whole line of like skincare products and like household items that are all very supportive of those with autoimmune disease. You know, it's autoimmune wellness is like this this big can to open, and there's there's so much to dive into when it comes to 
living well with autoimmune disease. And if I could figure out a way to incorporate all of those things into Remade Wellness, I would love to do that. So, you know, right now, I think the more immediate thing is to continue the Remade method and um, offering that to those seeking help with movement or seeking help to reduce flare-ups through movement. And then in a couple of years, opening up that wellness center. And then after that, we'll figure it out. (laughs) That sounds incredible. I'm so excited to see what you do next. I think clearly you're a go-getter and you're a great entrepreneur. So I have no doubt that those dreams will come true for you. And I also can't wait to hear your take on skincare because don't even get me started on my skincare routine. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I cannot wait to hear that. All right. Awesome. I think Mel is going to close us out with our very last question. So... Who do you want to give a shout out to? Ideally, someone who's been super supportive during your journey. Yeah. Who do you want to give a shout out to? Can I give more than one shout out? Yes, you can. Well, I think first, um, what first comes to mind is my immediate family. Uh, They were there when I was first diagnosed with lupus. Like my mom, my dad, my, my brother, my sister were all very, very supportive of me. While we were all going through this very new and strange situation that was you know very like we none of us knew what was you know what was really going on and I really am so thankful for them and how they supported me and um, were with me at all my doctor's appointments were with me at my chemotherapy sessions my family is Colombian so we are very big on family unity and spending time with each other and so um, I was very very thankful to have them all there through that process and then secondly I have to give a shout out to my husband because I always say that like, you you know, with myself or my family, none of us chose to have lupus. None of us chose to participate in a life with lupus, uh, but my husband did. He knew when we were dating, it was one of the first things I said to him. I was like, look, this is the reality of my life. I have lupus. This is what comes with it. Um, You know, do you still want to date me? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) So he he chose lupus. He chose to uh, voluntarily participate in a life with lupus, and I'm I'm very thankful for him. And he is very supportive and understanding of you know what life is like with an autoimmune disease, and he has handled that like a champ as well. Awesome! So happy to hear you have so many supportive people in your corner. Thank you so much again for joining us today. It was so much fun to get to know more about you and about Remade Wellness. And we can't wait to follow along in your journey. And again, for anyone listening, you can check in the description for all the ways to find Daniela. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Autoimmune Podcast by Drugview. We hope all you warriors, researchers, guests, and listeners who share similar journeys have gained new insights, found answers, and uncovered more questions for next time. Remember to subscribe and join our warriors for another episode of the Autoimmune Podcast, because we're putting the you in autoimmune.